Medical information obtained from our website or on the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If you have, or you suspect you might, have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of the sports doctor, this radio show, or their sponsors. Hey, everybody, welcome live from Chicago. It's the Sports Doctor, all things sports medicine, fitness, and wellness. I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist, brought to you by Global Schoolwear, school uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger, Lower Extremity Review, LER, and MVP Parent Magazines, UK Health Radio. Everybody, it's the end of the month. It's been the Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Mental Health Month. Pay attention. We've got a great doubleheader today. Roy Kessel, he's the founder at the Sports Philanthropy Network, using sports for social and good change. He joins me along with returning Christine Blanchett. She's the award-winning host of Run With It, where we have a sports doctors in segment every month from British Columbia. Uh, and then it's the sports um, the doctor is in with some Bob Guider wisdom in your emails. Roy Kessel, welcome to the sports doctor. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Give us some background, Roy, on yourself and the uh, Sports Philanthropy Network. Thank you. So Sports Philanthropy Network was launched about four and a half years ago, right before the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Uh, we're a nonprofit, and, and our mission is to create social impact by building a pipeline of philanthropy that taps into the power of sports. Uh, with athletes and their foundations, community sports, nonprofits, and then the larger sports organizations like teams, leagues, and governing bodies. You know, it's a, a, a tremendous um, uh, challenge. Uh, we talk so much on the sports doctor about the challenges of youth sports. Uh, we talk so much about the challenges of the world of uh, concussions. I know that you also you work as a as a sports consultant. Uh, but again, sports is one of the great ways, again, to bring together communities, uh, so many different, uh, interests of so many different individuals. Uh, it's, um, it's probably a, a great marriage. It really is. I mean, we see the power sports has to break down barriers, uh, but also to build strengthen communities to build stronger, healthier, and more inclusive communities. And you, know, you, you touched on it because our three guiding principles are athlete health and safety, uh, sports access, and diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so when you look at those health and safety issues, specifically, I know a couple of the biggest ones that we hear on an ongoing basis are mental health and concussions. You know, it's interesting, Roy, over the past uh, three years or so with the pandemic, no matter where the guest has been from, from uh, around the world or locally, or what their vocation or profession was, mental health was a gigantic component in so many different areas. Uh, and again, we get into the, the pressures of youth sports. The reason I co-authored the book, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents, Roy, was the epidemic in capital letters of youth sports overuse injuries, both uh, physically and mentally. So the health and wellness of not only the athletes themselves, their families, their coaches, their team, it becomes a really big uh, a point of interest, isn't it? it? It really is. And we were just having that conversation this week because the over-professionalization of youth sports at such a young age, you talked about the repetitive youth injuries, but, um, you know, those are relatively easy to see, and, and uh, with a little bit of prevention uh, and time, I think that the, the kids can get past some of those injuries. But what, what gets hidden, I think, is that mental health aspect where at way too young of an age, kids' entire life and identity is rolled up into their on-field or on-court performance in, in whatever sport they're playing. Uh, because they're forced to specialize at, at an early age where they're told that this is what 
you know, this is what things really need to look like. And so they're playing a sport, whether that's golf or tennis or whether that's football, basketball, hockey, it doesn't matter what the sport is, but their entire being is, is tied into their entire identity and, and success in life is tied into how they perform in that sport. And kids grow and mature at different rates at different ages. And so the kid that might not be as talented or skilled at U8 or U10 in soccer may, may be your star in, in high school. And so if if they start quitting sports because they've got that much negativity or pressure from parents or friends or coaches, uh, I think ultimately I say a lot that we lose the word play in sports, right? When I was growing up, it was about playing sports and most of it was kids organizing sports and playing sports together. And some of it was coached, but not this uh, high, as you called it, epidemic concept where the the kids are forced into so many hours a week uh, at much too young of an age. Although I do have a chapter in my book, Roy, it's called the prodigy sports. Picture gymnastics or figure skating, which is one of my big time specialties, even tennis and soccer also, where you have kids, this is all they want to do. Every doctor, therapist, and coach tells them, we want you to play different sports. We want you to use different parts of the body. Yay, yay, yay. Yes, that's great. Unless that you're, you know, I have 10-year-olds. They skate six days a week. They love it. This is what they want to do. So you know, we deal with these kids also. But the, the pressure, uh, whether it's on coaches and or families, you know, it seems the more talented the young boy or girl is, the more they run into these pressures. Another chapter in the book is called Youth Sports and Drugs, where so many of these teenagers are on over-the-counter pain medicines because they feel the pressure to play or to play hurt. So education becomes a very, very big deal. And I know this is in the middle of your um, wheelhouse when you're talking about the whole world of concussions uh, as a sports consultant, isn't it? Yeah, I think that the challenge that you run into is that kids, um, just like with lots of things in life, right, we don't allow kids to make all of the decisions for themselves. That's what parents are are there for, right, to be that guide and to help identify healthy habits, right? If you leave it to most kids, and, and I'll point the finger at myself, right, we're going to eat cookies, cake, ice cream, pasta, french fries, Right, where we're going to eat all kinds of things that that taste good. That's not necessarily what's healthiest for us, and you need to have um, somebody involved that will work with you on that diet. And I think it's the same thing about um, the the stress and and pressure of of performing. Uh, if you don't have coaches and parents that understand that, then it's very challenging. And and from a concussion perspective, uh, in particular. You, you see some crazy aberrations even even today when we started doing this work in a um, company called Sports Brain in about 2010 and you looked at the data in the NFL, um, most of the teams reported only three concussions or less over the course of the whole season and preseason, right? And, and you watch what goes on now and there's probably that many uh, yeah, in, yeah. In I think I, I'm taking some credit. You know, I've had the guests from all over the world. We've been pushing the NFL for, I don't know, 25 years, give or take a few weeks. So there's been tremendous um, uh, progress in so many of those areas. And again, we always get down to these points of uh, awareness and, and uh, uh, education uh, when it comes to uh, being able to, uh, uh, especially when you're dealing with parents, and you're dealing with coaches and families and those interactions. That's why I always ask uh, 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 experts like yourself, Roy, how's your sports psychology skills? <laughs> well, it's, it, it's, it's hard because one of the things that, that you see is, you know, in, in certain sports, um, I'm going to use some of the individual sports, for example, in, in, in uh, tennis or golf, right? That almost becomes a point of pride of like you're successful enough to need a sports psychologist. That, that means you've arrived, you've made it, right? And, and in other communities, um, when you look at some of the major team sports, um, you know, certainly historically it's getting a little bit better now, but there was 
almost a sense of like, are you telling me there's something wrong with me? Like, why are you telling me? Well, I'm man, that's what I'm asking you. I'm being facetious. You know, when many times when you're asking you how your sports psychology skills are, because when you are dealing with organizations and you're dealing with sports parents and coaches and competition, uh, then you really got to be a very good mediator, uh, mixing people together. Everybody listening to the sports doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. If you go to my website, sportsdoctorradio.com, if you go over to radio shows, you go back years. Uh, different topics, different experts, international guests, national, local guests. Uh, listen to whatever you'd like. We have thousands of followers. We have a lot of good sports medicine, uh, education, fitness, and wellness. If you follow us on uh, Twitter or actually X now, uh, at Sports Doc Radio, talking with Roy Kessel, uh, the world of sports philanthropy. That's what a great title that is, Roy. What's the best site people can go to to find out? about your organization, Roy. Thank you. Sportsphilanthropynetwork.org is the site. Uh, you can see information on the chapters that we've launched. We have 17 markets in the U.S. that are moving with the goal to hit 30 to 40 chapters by the middle of next year. Uh, we've already had inquiries from organizations in over 80 countries that want to participate in uh, our events and, and programming. So there's a lot going on, but I think one of the things I'm most excited about is the development of the, the task forces that we're launching that look at some of the areas you're talking about, including mental health, including concussions, uh, including uh, a lot of the areas in DEI. Uh, mental health is, is a big one, yes. as, as you know, and but social justice and LGBTQ, a lot of these things that tie in to the, the mental side because people are oh, yeah. being excluded. Yeah, we have experts on all the time, experts in bullying and experts in sports parenting. Again, we were, we're all familiar with the nightmare of overzealous. I call them Svengali coaches. Some of these traveling in sports, different coaches and teams, you know, park districts, schools. Uh, uh, what's your involvement in the world of, um, of the schools, school sports, and or school systems, park districts? Yeah, so our, our goal with, with those organizations is to help provide some of the education and training, and some of it deals with these resilience alliances that we've been developing to give both the athletes, um, you know, the college NIL athletes are one of the biggest groups we hear about the mental health challenges with the pressure they're getting both from a Oh, that's a uh, whole new world, side. isn't it? That's a whole new world. The NIL, you know, paid kids coming out of high school. Good luck to all of us, you know, when it comes well, to those kind of situations. It's challenging, right? When you look at what these athletes are experiencing, most athletes historically went to college and recognized that they weren't going to, quote unquote, make money playing sports, right? If it wasn't the NFL or the NBA or the college sports was sort of the end of the road for most people. And now... How has the... How's the professional sports community uh, hooked in with what you're doing? I would imagine that there's many teams and great athletes who really uh, would love to be involved in the world of sports philanthropy. There are some amazing initiatives, and we continue to build and grow, and we're getting more athletes in, involved every month as, as we open up chapters in different markets. What, what people have seen is historically – the athletes have not been given the tools or the resources to make a difference. So if they're not somebody that's at the level of, say, a Tiger Woods or a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady where they've got all of the, the funding that they need, um, it's more challenging for them to understand how to make an impact. Most athlete foundations are closed or not operating within three years of when that athlete completes their career. And so the, that hasn't changed their heart and passion for giving back to the community. It just means that they were given, in, in my view, bad advice of needing to start their own foundation instead of collaborating with existing organizations that are already operating and providing great service. You no, know, I'll tell community. you, Roy, when you're, you're talking about making a difference and with social good and social change and using sports, as a vehicle, just again, it sounds like such a great marriage. There's going to be so much excitement and cooperation. What are some quickly the markets that you guys are in? 
Um, well, I'm, I'm based in the Chicago suburbs, so we've got our chapter up and running here. We, we've got uh, strong chapters in uh, New York, in Atlanta, in, in Phoenix. Vegas is starting to build as well, but we also have chapters in Kansas City and Nashville, uh, South Florida, Philadelphia, uh, I didn't know if I mentioned Kansas City, Minneapolis. So uh, it's it's been a great growth. We get people coming to us every week wanting to open new chapters. And, and obviously the, the biggest uh, challenge for us to be able to scale is making sure that we get the the funding and bring in the right people to launch those chapters. Yeah, There's you mentioned huge, that again. You know, amount the, of passion. The, yeah, the importance of the funding. It seems like the whole organizational skills of everything that would go into, you know, adding uh, the three terms I like so much on the sports doctor, which is the awareness of what we're dealing with, education that goes into the importance of uh, educating people about what you're talking about, making some positive differences. So these organizations, whether it's the athletes and or the teams uh, involving uh, 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 tr- tremendous ev- uh, 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 evidence with the inner uh, city children, we're definitely going to have to follow up with you on so many of these areas now that we uh, corralled you on here. Give me quickly again, Roy, the website people could find out all about you guys. Thank you. Sportsphilanthropynetwork.org. We're very easy to find on most of the social media platforms as well. We have a pretty extensive uh, presence, and, and we love engaging and sharing the stories of good that we see. So if there's something that you find that, that we haven't covered yet, we would love to have, to you back, have the Roy, opportunity to do Roy that. Roy Kessel, again, he's the founder of Sports uh, Philanthropy Network. Roy, hold on. We'll be right back, everybody. Sports Doctor. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Bob Weil, a sports doctor. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, co-written with Sharky Zartman, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents, an essential guide for any parent with a child in sports. You know, Sharky is a former Hall of Fame volleyball player. She's the mom of two daughters who became Division I volleyball players. Together we have over 70 years of combined youth sports experience. The goal of the book? Give you the essential tools and guidance to make your experience as a sports parent the best it could be. Hashtag Hey Sports Parents is divided into four sections. The first section, Sports Parenting 101. Sharky talks everything about uh, parenting, about coaching, that whole uh, interaction between parents and coaches, coaching your own kid. Uh, What are the things to really pay attention to? The second section is the Sports Doctors In, yours truly. Uh, my discussion of injury prevention and treatment, choosing the best shoes, youth sports and drugs, essential exercises, the dilemma of youth football, orthotics. Third section, uh, experts speak out. We bring together eight different experts in nutrition and sports performance and mental training in all aspects of coaching in that section. The last section is the parent's perspective, some insights from about a half a dozen parents of athletes. So everyone, hey, get out your megaphone, spread the word. Now available on Amazon. Order now. You'll be more confident. So will your young athlete. Hashtag, hey, sports parents. Hey everybody, Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, collaborative <laughs> care for better outcomes. Hey, Christine, how much all. time we got, Doug? Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Hi, Christine. 
Hey, um, everybody. MVP Yeah, we do a couple of segments. I hope you have your dancing Evidence shoes on. Again, you, could, you know you'll get the replay of the show sport. with the photos. Rich and Dubin, the sports um, dad himself. New links by the weekend. But you're also going to get your individual segment without the commercials. I don't know if we had that available. You'll get that in a day or two where you don't have the second guest and you don't have the commercials that you can rock and roll with that. What's the name of the other show you do besides Run like physical and mental oh, training, nutrition, out. injury awareness, ah, bingo. Right, hold on. Prevention. Yeah. I am proud to be a contributor to MVP Parent with the Sports Doctors in article in each issue. Go to MVPParent.com. MVPParent.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist, and we want to welcome back uh, Christine Blanchett. She's the award-winning host of Run With It, as well as Closing Act from British Columbia. I have a segment called The Sports Doctor is in on her show every month. And uh, Christine, welcome back to The Sports Doctor. I'm happy to be back. Christine, give us some background on yourself and your getting involved with these TV and radio shows. Yes. Um, well, it started, uh, how I created the, the show Run With It was my passion for running, which led to creating my own show. And it's uh, running, fitness and health, and it's fitness entertainment. And it took two years to launch the show on cable. But, you know, as I said, it was uh, all started from following my passion for running. And if it wasn't for running, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had my show. <laughs> so well, you were a competitive, you were a competitive uh, runner. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Um, well, I started running uh, while well, my older brother was the real athlete in the family and he needed uh points to to run on the track team and so I did but I didn't know I had some I guess talent at the time so I you know I ran in high school track the 400 meters and the medley and then I did cross country and then I met up with the running coach um Rick who's now passed away he took me he trained me, so I ran my first marathon in 1999, and I qualified for Boston on my first try running a marathon. And I would—I didn't know at the time that I—I I qualified, and then I didn't run Boston until 2005, and then I ran um, an Ultra K, 50K. So I. I, you know, and I ran in South Korea as well. I competed over there. So it's been. Um, you know, meddling is is great, but my life now is more about running for my health. You know, I call it my appointment with myself. But um, if I meddle, I meddle. If I don't, I don't. I, I'm, you know, I'm a different, um, you know, chapter in my life. But I do love running, and I have a, you know, as I said, I I I didn't know that um, I'll be running marathons, and I just started with a 5K, 10K, and then moved up to the marathon kind of early, actually, because, you know, I didn't start really running, like, officially or competitively since, well, 1998. But I, you know, I have a track background in cross-country. So I went to my brother. Well, yeah, and once you, once, you, once you got into that kind of serious side of things, then you started, you know, running into the situations and the challenges of trying to prevent injuries, uh, the challenges of trying to enhance performance, that whole educational side, which is um, what got us together over uh, how many years has it been that we've been doing each other's radio shows oh be. my goodness i was thinking about that five today yes around there around yeah yeah and you became also uh you know you wanted to help educate uh you know 50 percent of all runners at whatever level are dealing with various kinds of overuse injuries problems and questions about what's the best shoe to wear they have tremendous uh industry uh, so we got together and initiated the Sports Doctors In segment where we spend maybe five, ten minutes on each one of your shows and add some uh, 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 Sports Doctor wisdom to the mix, right? 
Yes, and it's been so wonderful to have you on have you on the show every month and talk about proper running wear um, to injury prevention. So it's been very educational and. And yeah, so the audience loves having you on the show, Dr. Bob. So <laughs> it's been great to be on your show and, and you know, and share our, um, you know, our inspirational moments. Um, you know, I'm an, I guess I'm a, I'm a running instructor too. So I just, you know, it's just all about. Yes. Live from British Columbia. Uh, <laughs> and I, of course, you're very, very involved in the, you know, the production area of, of TV. Uh, you're teaching. Uh, and the uh, again, so you have this commonality, uh, whether you have celebrities, whether you have the world of fashion, all of them are involved in, in some sort of exercise program. They're all involved in some sort of fitness activity in order to feel good, look good. So there's a lot of mixture in, in the uh, information that uh, you, you're involved with both different shows, isn't it? Yes. Well, with Run With It, it started off as a running show, but the show has stronger legs, if I can say that. Pardon but the now pun, it's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's, it's um, you know, an actor, you know, getting ready for a part, and he needs to be physically fit, or she, and and it's about, you know, improving physical literacy. It's about, you know, movement. It's about how being healthy or taking up exercise helps you become more successful in other areas, your other areas of your life, professionally or personally. And you know, I love what I do. And then you know, the other show, music entertainment, is is wonderful as well because you learn about what they do. You know, not uh, as an actor, but they may be working out as well. So that it kind of um, it's been really exciting because I'm learning too. Every time I interview someone, I'm learning from them as well, and they're inspiring me. You know, it's interesting. That, uh, again, regardless of uh, what form of entertainment, you know, not everybody can be uh, Mick Jagger at 80 years old, be flying all mm-hmm. over the stage. Uh, and then you see the kind of training the guy's done his whole life in order to try to be able to incorporate that. Uh, it's interesting. I've had various musicians on the sports doctor over the years, again, they would talk about what it took to um, be not only in the physical shape, but the mental shape for, you know, what they were doing. Uh, and again, you add in, in both areas, you could be talking about nutrition. Again, you could be talking about the uh, reducing stress. Uh, and again, you know, both of us, as we've traded radio shows over the years, we've all seen the explosion of the importance of the mental health side of things, haven't we? Oh, yes. And I feel like, you know, as I said, you know, if you, and you don't have to be a runner or be a competitive runner, or it's, it's picking your chosen activity and, and pardon the pun, run with it. And, and, and you'll see like it's all these baby steps because to share with you, like, I think I've mentioned this on your other, I've been on your show before that I wasn't really, um, I mean, I love sports like basketball and baseball, but I was always picked last, but running found me and, and that's my sport. So whatever sport that you like to do, like tennis or anything, it's, you just, you, you know, you, um, be the best you can be. And I think and that's an interesting, I always that, thought that was a very yeah. interesting story, your personal story, which was you never <laughs> considered yourself. Uh, uh, much of an athlete, let alone a, a runner. And I think you were very pleasantly surprised to see that you were as talented uh, as you were. And, and that's an interesting side sometimes of things, uh, coming, uh, coming into the serious competition from a different door where you necessarily didn't think that, uh, uh, you know, your brother was the athlete. That had to be an interesting um, situation when he said, holy cow, my sister's faster than me. but you know he was a track athlete cross country but I think he he didn't realize or thought I would be a marathoner or taking up running so 
you know, with such passion, and it's it's changed my life. It's given me confidence, given me an opportunity to have a show. Uh, I wouldn't be on the show otherwise. I yeah, you used um, a label when you said. What did you call it when you said it was your your time? Uh, oh, that you're paying attention to yourself. My appointment with myself. Bingo. Yes, I think that that's a great uh, title. Uh, in so many different ways, what it means. It's the importance yeah. of exactly what you're saying, where somebody uh, would be spending time in order to, um, you know, try to live a healthier life, trying to pay attention to some of these aspects uh, where, you know, because, again, uh, in, in the United States, you, you can't turn on your television for five minutes without either seeing a diet commercial or a commercial for prescription drugs. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just constant bombardment. Uh, uh, with these uh, 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 kinds of advertisements. And again, in the United States, no different where you are, obesity is still the childhood obesity also, gigantic problems. And the more education in health and wellness and fitness, because at best, we're treading water. Yes, I think sometimes when you look at fitness or taking up an exercise program, it may be is a little overwhelming because it's like, where do I start? Um, you want to start small or baby steps. You want to see a doctor before you start anything. You start an exercise, it might have been a while or you're new at it. And and you'll be surprised. I think it's just being patient with yourself and and that appointment with yourself, it's, it's, you'll get there. It's a journey. It's not about reaching the finish line or getting at the finish line. It's that whole process. And And I think if you think of it that way, um, self-care, um, better, you know, as a, a human in, in other areas of your life, as I said, and you never know where it's going to take you because look at me, I didn't know running would have led me to creating my own show. And it's not my show. It's It takes a team to, um, and having great guests like yourself to make the show. Hey, as a matter of fact, I think the topic last time we did the the segment with you, we talked about the quote-unquote, the new medicine that I talk about all the time. And the new medicine is, number one, eating smarter. uh, And number two is to keep moving. And number three is to reduce stress. And uh, no matter what your age is, no matter what uh, the level is, you could find something, uh, you know, walking is wonderful. It's a very, very safe activity. Uh, so come up with something that you have an interest in. Uh, it could be the explosion of the popularity of pickleball, uh, which yes. has been amazing, uh, even worldwide. Yes. <laughs> yes, and I actually followed a story on pickleball, in fact. And I was just thinking, you know, dancing. You know, dancing. If you love dancing, I mean, my goodness, that you can lose calories. And <laughs> it'd be, it's really, you know, what you want to do in terms of exercise. There's a lot of choices. Again, whether mm-hmm. somebody wants to well, be a member of a gym, whether somebody wants to be a runner, whether they want to be somebody, again, who is looking to um, uh, uh, work out with weights, whether they're looking to do things like Tai Chi or yoga. Uh, we feature experts on these areas all the time uh, uh, talking about uh, the, it's hard to be aggravated or pissed off, pardon my French, when you're active, when you're doing a physical activity, it's hard to be negative. We'll talk more about it. We're talking with Christine Blanchett. She is the host of Run With It, as well as the closing act in British Columbia. We'll be right back, everybody, to Sports Doctor. Hey, it's Dr. Bob. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide, school pride and identification being one of them. Another is a well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world of what to wear each day to school. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools and families. It is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website, globalschoolwear.com, globalschoolwear.com. If you live in or near Aurora, Illinois, and you're into sports, fitness at any level, or your son and daughter is, 
You cannot forget about your feet. Your feet affect everywhere else. There are complex motions that come into play, especially in sports. Your ankles, knees, hips, and back all are affected with your foot mechanics. Uh, come visit the office, uh, Dr. Bob, uh, and get evaluated. Uh, check what shoes are best for you. I offer prescription orthotics, which is usually one of the major tools for treatment and prevention of foot-related ankle and leg problems. Also, enhancing performance. Step or two quicker. Call 630-898-3505 or go to sportsdoctorradio.com. Hey, we're back live from Chicago with the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil. We are talking with Christine Blanchett, the host of Run With It and Closing Act. Christine, what's the best site people could go to and find out about you and your shows? Oh, just go to my website, runwithit.ca. Runwithit.ca. And the how is the, you know, in, in British Columbia, uh, do you have as much of a... Uh, health and wellness, uh, mental health, obesity concern as we have here in the United States? Um, you know, generally speaking, Vancouver, B.C. is is known as or is an outdoorsy city because you can basically play well play golf all year round, but in the lower mainland, um, not like in other parts of B.C., but in Lower Mainland, you can play, as I said, golf. Um, you can run pretty much all year round. It's a very outdoorsy city. There's snowshoeing. There's up in the mountain, which is like a 20-minute drive from, from where I am. And so it's very active, um, I believe. People are very physically active. And, yeah, so we, I, I believe we have, um, where I am, it's very, as I said, um, people are doing so much activity, you know, snowshoeing, uh, snowboarding, skiing, night skiing. Um, and, yeah, so I, I, I think it's, it's great. Yeah, you might get fooled thinking that everybody <laughs> is, uh, you know, and it's interesting with all of these, uh, these challenges, uh, you know, the younger that we can have um, uh, kids educated in the importance of um, staying active and the importance of proper nutrition, uh, the better off we are. Uh, it seems that uh, many times that uh, school districts, park districts, families fall short and including uh, that type of education with their families. Um, have you found that... Um, uh, we're really getting somewhere regarding some of the the importance of the education in the quote unquote new medicine. I believe so. I mean, I I really I um, family fitness. Like I I think you know I I see it's really inspiring to see families you know going on a bike ride or they're skiing or they're doing a run together because you know I teach the learn to run program. I'm I'm on hiatus right now, but. Um, it's just wonderful. Like, you know, just recently, you know, I would be running around the park and you see families going for walks and, and, um, and, to, and, you know, it's so, it's just wonderful to see other people moving, you know, and that is really the key is to keep moving. What are some of the areas and uh, celebrities that you uh, have had on, uh, on your closing act uh, show that have uh, been exciting guests? Oh, um, well, I've had, um, you know, Biff Naked. She's an international recording artist. She, um, you know, she's a singer-songwriter. She's a humanitarian. She's a breast cancer survivor. She's an author. And uh, David Clayton Thomas as well. Uh, he's been on the program. I had... Um, Oh, it's like so many that I can't even think of. I'm just, it's, there, there are, but there's no really favorite um, guest. It's just, everybody has a story to tell, but I can just think of, oh, and Michelle Wright, I've had on the show, country music, um, uh, singer, songwriter. I had Dan Hill, who's an avid runner. He's a, a Grammy 
award-winning singer-songwriter. And I think the list goes on. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, I could tell you more, but it's like, you know, when you do so many interviews, you're thinking, who do I interview, you know, just recently? But those are the ones right now, Dr. Bob. Yes, and again, the, the commonality, again, of uh, every one of these individuals uh, who needs to stay in shape, who needs to get the proper rest and recovery. That's always a big topic, again, that we talk about in our segments uh, with Run With It. Uh, you know, the the challenge of uh, overdoing it, the challenge of some of these overuse injuries, whether, again, it's running as an example. Uh, I'm sure you're tuning a lot of your students in. What are some of the things you're paying attention to when you're um, teaching some of your runners yourself? Well, first of all, it's proper footwear. They have to come to class with proper sneakers, you know. That's really important. You don't want to wear court shoes when you're learning to run or or walk. Um, Finding, you know, a proper program, being patient with yourself. I think you can't be running, running, running like I used to. I used to run, run, run. Um, That was a long time ago, but you have to give yourself a break, intelligent rest, and as you would say, cross-training. Do something like pool running or water running or tennis, something. Boy, that was activity. a tough sell. You know, Kristen, you know, over the years, <laughs> when I, we would see these great runners going back when running, no one knew how to spell the word, and jogging back in the 70s uh, when it exploded in popularity. And even the most serious of runners would not include any type of cross training, well, especially strength training. They thought it was going to bulk them up, make them slower. And my, the late, great Bob Guider, the great sports trainer that I spent four decades with, uh, would really be such an educator to these runners. He'd say to them, you know, we got to get you to stand up straight, work that posture, man. <laughs> You're always bent mm-hmm. over uh, like a runner. Uh, and now there's not a serious runner out there who doesn't include strength training and especially, you know, give a cross training, doing something else, the famous cross training. You know, we used to think that the cross training popularity of um, riding a bike, if you were an injured runner, or swimming, if you were an injured runner, and that was the invention of triathlons all those decades ago, where somebody said, hey, I got an idea. Let's make this into an event. <laughs> yes. No, I... I... I think you be, you enhance this performance. It's it's changes you know variety, and and it you know and when you become older too for older adults right you want to have a good proper core strengthening you want to really not to break down and get injured because even like around the track like I I don't always go the same you know you go the one way but I go the opposite direction just for giving my you know, a, a different break, if you will, because you always go around the same direction. But going the opposite direction is is something I was taught that, um, you know. Yes, you got it. Not, like you think about yeah. a, a, a typical road and the banking of the sides mm-hmm. of the road. So, again, if you're running always on one side, then there's a different mechanics, which is why we would absolutely want you to uh, change on the other side. I knew the time would uh, fly by with you. Kristen, give us again the site to find out about your shows. Yes, thank you. Runwithit.ca. Runwithit.ca. Christine Blanchett, uh, so glad to have you back on The Sports Doctor. We'll have you back again. Uh, thank you so much. We'll be right back, everybody. Hold on, Christine. The station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things. Make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits, and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. 
Discover alcohol freedom with zero zilch zip. Because nothing's better. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. Hey everybody, we are back. It is the Sports Doctor is in segment where we preview some upcoming guests. We add a little Bob Guy to wisdom. We answer a few emails. Again, uh, this is the end. Every month is another uh, title, uh, Breast Cancer Education Awareness Month. It was October, Mental Health Month, Physical Therapy, all important areas. As usual, we've got some exciting, great guests coming up next week. Uh, former NBA pro, former Vanderbilt basketball coach Jan Van Brendikoff will be joining us, talking about uh, his new book, some of the different activity he's very involved in in the world of youth sports. And then one of our uh, favorite athletic trainers, James Spinali, returns. Um, James and I went way back in the areas of sports performance volleyball uh, and some of the different organizations that he's been a part of. Uh, and uh, we'll look forward to touching base with him again. Following week, Andrew Culkin uh, is an author, speaker, the whole world of alcoholism, alcoholism, those challenges in sports. Uh, and then one of our favorite guests, Natalie Graves, uh, she is a uh, mental health um, expert uh, in the world of youth sports, families, coaches, inner city kids. Uh, that's Natalie's world, and uh, she'll be uh, joining us. So great guests coming up. You know, Bob Guida would always make a big deal out of trying to um, strengthen the brakes as he would say, or strengthening the opposites. What is this athlete sport all about? In the world of volleyball, Bob was the strength and conditioning coach for the national and Olympic volleyball teams. Think of spiking the volleyball with like a pitcher, all that shoulder work, and he would pay so much attention to strengthening the neck, the upper back of the shoulder, the whole upper back, the core, because of moving in the same direction. Think of that baseball player swinging the bat hundreds of times a week, and he would be paying attention to strengthening all the opposites, something that athletic trainers and personal trainers really jumped on uh, that bandwagon. We have some emails here. Uh, Terry says, I'm a 45-year-old runner. I've been dealing with this retrocalcaneal bursitis. You know, uh, bursitis is an inflammation of bursas. Bursas are these fluid sacs that are in many, many areas where tendons attach to bone. One of the areas is in the back of the heel where the Achilles tendon attaches. It's a common area of inflammation and or soreness. Achilles tendon, the strongest tendon in the body, one of the largest, and can get aggravated. And often it's because of the biomechanics of that area. Uh, maybe uh, you're flat-footed. Maybe you have excessive pronation. Maybe you have high rigid arches. So you want to see podiatry. Uh, you want to pay attention to not only the rehabilitation with physical therapy. I can't tell you how often we've had orthotics to the mix with great success because that runner had uh, faulty biomechanics, excessive pronation, and he was always uh, uh, susceptible to overuse of that area. So you want to look at the foot mechanics. Make sure you got podiatry involved uh, in, in, in your program. Uh, Ellen says, my 12-year-old daughter is a serious figure skater. She's been skating since she's five years old. She's developed these bumps underneath the inside ankle along the arch area. Sometimes they bother her. We see this a lot, Ellen, in skaters. Figure skaters and or hockey, you lock that foot in a boot, and any excessive motion 
the navicular bone, which is the bone that you're feeling that bump, sometimes develops with an accessory area uh, that is attached to the bone that can be irritated. One of the major tendons of the ankle, the posterior tibial tendon, runs right underneath that particular bony prominence. So you want to make sure that the people who fit your daughter for her skates punch out that area. And you also want to consider seriously, especially if this problem is ongoing, I use orthotics all the time for decades for this particular problem. Uh, and they very, very successful combining that, uh, controlling any of those mechanics. The exciting news is your daughter will be an improved skater. We find balance, stability, propulsion, all improve with proper orthotics. The same orthotics, we're looking to try to stop that excessive uh, motion. Frank says, my 14-year-old daughter already is playing serious volleyball. She plays on a traveling team. She's been plagued with knee problems. They call the jumper's knee, knee tendonitis. Um, you know, Frank, uh, being involved in the world of volleyball over the decades as a sports podiatrist, very often we were dealing with girls and their knee problems uh, and adding orthotics um, to the protocol. Often, if the feet don't hurt, the foot mechanic side of things is ignored. All the attention is on the knees, uh, dealing with the tendonitis, dealing with the physical therapy or the orthopedics. So you want to be sure to include C sports podiatry. Uh, sometimes we'll make a shoe change. For years, we would add orthotics um, to that young girl's volleyball shoes because of knee trouble. Uh, as that girl goes through puberty, uh, uh, the hips widen. There's an increase in the angle down to the knee called the uh, Q angle. And excessive foot pronation can increase that knee torque. So you want to be paying big attention to that. Gail said, Dr. Bob, you're on the radio 40 years. <laughs> Maybe a little bit longer than that, Gail. Yes, yeah, going back to WKDC, Elmhurst, Illinois. Uh, Bob Guida, the famous sports therapist, and I would spend a couple of days a month on uh, a local radio station. And uh, I, I got the habit. I never looked back. I spent 20 years with the um, WDCB, the famous Jazz Blue Station, with College of DuPage in Glen Ellen, Illinois. They would have some topics. The sports doctor was one of the specialty shows. Gosh, my host, for gosh, 15 years, Chris Fox, who was a local sports writer, uh, was, was with me all those years. Uh, I think we followed the lawnmower show. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, but <clears throat> I spent four or five years with um, Healthy Life Radio, a great station with so many different specialty shows. The past few years, I've been with BBS Radio. They do uh, uh, one of the largest uh, streaming TV and radio services. Uh, so, yeah, I think it adds up uh, to uh, over four uh, decades being part of the uh, educational world having guests on, international guests, national and local guests in all areas of sports medicine, fitness, health and wellness. We have authors, we have doctors, we have entrepreneurs. If you go to sportsdoctorradio.com, if you go over to radio shows, you can go back years, listen to whatever you would like. But thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, catch you. Um, next month, beginning of the month, it's the Sports Doctor. Thank you.